ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Never FDIC. Welcome in to another edition of The Drive here at ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can join the program anytime by calling the Miller Lite phone lines at 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. Miller Lite hold true great taste. Only 96 calories it is. The original light beer coming up today on the program. We're going to hear from my good friend, David Kahn from the West Virginia Power. We're going to talk to him. That's coming up later on this hour. And, of course, as we mentioned, we'll get your phone calls in. You can also phone, you can find us on social media on Twitter, at Paul Swan. You can also find us on Facebook, The Drive with Paul Swan. So we got a lot to get into today. And, of course, uh, we're going to do some of that with David Kahn. They actually opened up the ballpark today. Now, of course, there's no baseball going on at the ballpark, but they're trying to uh, do some things and get people back to the ballpark. And, of course, if you are familiar with Appalachian Power Park, uh, it's multi-purpose facility. They do more than just have ball games there. And hopefully, if Marshall can get the ball get the ball rolling, get the ballpark going for them, you'll find out that the baseball park could really serve as a focal point for the community to get some things done there as well. So we're going to talk to him later on on the program. Looking forward to it. All right, we're trying to get uh, everything situated right here now, and uh, it's um, it's Friday. We're going to have uh, sort of a more of a relaxed show than we usually do on this Friday edition. Uh, so uh, we uh, – I really don't know where we can start today because uh, there are lots of things we want to get into. Um, we could talk about, of course, how things are starting to backslide a little bit. I saw the report earlier that uh, we had one test positive for COVID-19 uh, in Little League in, in the area, and hopefully that doesn't turn into two or four or eight. And, of course, uh, you know that uh, Myrtle Beach has become a hot spot, and people who have uh, gone to the beach thinking it was safe to go and vacation there or make a quick stop, probably not – practicing good social distancing or wearing a mask. That seems to be a problem for a lot of people. And guess what? Uh, We're seeing cases spike back up. And we're seeing that as well, not just with normal, everyday folks. We're seeing that with teams. We're seeing players who are getting together in training camp, maybe not doing such a good job when it came to Staying away from people or social distancing or practicing uh, whatever measures they need to practice to keep themselves healthy. And, of course, I know isolating and staying away from people is very difficult, but also wearing a mask probably could help mitigate some of that. Again, uh, the mask choice is yours. I think it's probably the best choice for you. And, honestly, Here's my take on this. If, if we could just do this for a little while and really knock down the spread of this, we could get back to having sports. We don't have to worry about sporting events being canceled or the resumption of leagues slowing down to the point where maybe we're not going to get that. Of course, baseball is not happening. I Just write it down right now. I'll be wrong happily, but baseball is not happening right now. There's no baseball. They can't figure out what they want to do. Players and, of course, the owners. It's a difficult situation, 
You have millionaires trying to get as much money as they can possibly can get, and you've got billionaires trying to make as much money as they possibly can make, and you can't seem to come together in the middle. Again, that's the argument. You have billionaires arguing with millionaires, and you can't seem to get it done. We're not talking about safety issues. We're not talking about health and well-being. We're not talking about anything like that. We're talking where can we come together on the money issue. And so that's where we're standing with baseball right now. I I only know if they're going to go about trying to get another round of proposals sent to each other. So that's where we stand right now with baseball. Hockey, of course, uh, shutting down a couple of training camps because of outbreaks of COVID-19. We haven't seen really that too much happen yet across the board, but there have been some isolated cases of it. And, of course, with today being June 19th and more people realizing that June 19th is a day that is celebrated to commemorate the final word, getting out. It's a holiday to commemorate slavery officially ending, even though it had ended sooner with June 19th being celebrated today. More people were learning about it. The word finally got to the final holdouts or the final places. And so for a long time after the Civil War was over, the freedom that a lot of slaves finally had, the word didn't get out. And for some of you, you probably have never heard of this holiday. For others, you probably have. And and I'm not going to break down the historical importance of the day. I am not an expert on that compared to some, so I think you can do yourself a, a a service by going elsewhere for that historical context. I'm not the guy that's going to give you the best context on that, to be honest with you. But we are seeing more and more that sporting leagues, that companies are making note of the day, paying attention to it. And to be honest, it's not a bad move by any stretch of the imagination because with a lot of sporting leagues on the professional level and in college, you are – benefiting from, and college, even though these student-athletes are getting an education, they're getting an education, but you see what they have to do to get that education. I mean, you're profiting off of these student-athletes. And so more and more you're seeing universities get on board with the holiday. You are seeing more entities understanding what the holiday means. And we're also seeing More and more leagues are reviewing what they can do. The NCAA, for example, the NCAA, they are basically saying, look, we've had this policy in place about the Confederate flag. We're now going to expand it further. The NCAA Board of Governors expanded the association's Confederate flag policy to prevent any NCAA championship event from being played in states where the symbol has a prominent presence. So we're looking at you, Mississippi. The policy previously barred the awarding of sites determined in advance of a championship in states that displayed the Confederate flag. However, if a college or university team earned the right to host a championship game based on its tournament seating or ranking considered a non-predetermined award the team could host on its college campus or in its home territory, Mississippi is the only state that's going to be impacted by this. It's the only state that currently has the most prominent display of the Confederate flag. And so 
you're seeing more and more the schools in Mississippi are issuing statements. They are hoping that this can be changed. There's going to be some pressure, I'm sure, from the SEC because you're not going to see tournament events. And tournaments are a big deal. If a community can land a tournament, that's a big deal. So you're seeing more and more of that. Of course, uh, we're going to talk more about that as the weeks progress, as we follow the story. But I want to turn my attention when we come back from break to what's happening with West Virginia Power. David Kahn, my guest, looking forward to talking to him when we continue with today's edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Now back to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Welcome back to today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. But we must we must turn our attention now to the greatest podcast ever, the best show on the internet. It is the ultimate highlight of this show whenever we do this. That's right. It's time once again. And due to budget constrictions, um, we my voice guys out had a triple bike pass. I couldn't get the open cut in time. David Kahn joins ah. me. Swan and Kahn back on the air. Um, we haven't done this in like months. I, I <laughs> you know, I was wondering like what's been missing from my my daily weekly life here, and I just figured it out. It's because Swan and Kahn hasn't been on the air for months. What an intro. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of things that we haven't done in months, like uh, play baseball, for one. Um, and, yeah, uh, I've certainly been missing uh, our weekly uh, informative uh, chats, of course, because we always uh, have great insight to bring to the listeners and are not just badgering each other. Um, but, no, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to, to be back on with you, Paul, and, uh, and talk about something baseball-related. I'm looking forward to it as well. And, of course, Hey, we timed this perfectly because you're at the ballpark right now. That is accurate. I am sitting on the Bud Light party deck at this very moment. Party deck. What are you doing on the party deck? Well, I'm just sitting on the party deck because it's away from where everyone else is, so I don't uh, annoy them with this interview. Um, But, uh, no, we are uh, at the ballpark today, and we've been here all day for uh, a picnic at the park and uh, merchandise. Uh, store being open. Um, so from 11 to 2 o'clock today, we had the ballpark open and we invited uh, fans to come and bring their own lunch um, to and just enjoy their lunch at the ballpark. Um, and we are still, we've been open since 4 and we're open until 6 o'clock tonight uh, for fans to come and, and if they want to bring an early dinner, they're more than welcome to do so. And, uh, you know, there's plenty of open seating at the ballpark tonight. Uh, we're still asking fans to social distance. But uh, there's plenty of open seats here for fans to sit down and enjoy the nice breeze, a beautiful view. And we've got our 2020 merchandise on sale for the first time this season. Uh, And it's been going pretty well. We've sold quite a bit of merchandise, um, and uh, fans are really enjoying it. I was going to ask you, how are you handling the requirements or at least the guidelines to, to try to keep everyone safe? And I know that's still a question in the coming months, how are we going to have sports with these guidelines, this is sort of a, a practice run almost for you guys, just a little bit. It, essentially, yeah, and we, we have we have definitely implemented social distancing guidelines. Um, we have all the tables uh, and picnic tables spread out uh, more than six feet apart so that you can be safe at the ballpark and be socially distant. Um, we've asked fans if they're sitting in the seating bowl to sit uh, two seats away from one another at minimum. 
Um, we are all wearing masks uh, as well. Uh, when we and we have hand sanitizer and gloves available uh, if we're assisting customers directly, uh, we make sure to use hand sanitizer and wash our hands, use gloves repeatedly uh, while we're you know handling customers and dealing with credit cards and stuff like that. Um, we have one entry, one exit point, so it's a very clean, easy flow. Uh, no conflicting areas for people to run into each other if someone's trying to come in while someone's trying to leave. Uh, and that's why we also suggested uh, bringing your own food into the ballpark. Normally, we don't allow that. Uh, but in this case, we felt it better because then we are not handling the food that we're giving to you. Uh, you are having, you are bringing it in yourself, and you've handled it just you. Plus, this includes um, power-branded face coverings, right? You've got that. Uh, so we don't have power-branded face coverings. Ah. Uh, that was actually something. I know. It was, it was in the works. Uh, we don't have them available right now. Uh, the company that was supposed to make them uh, actually ended up not producing them. Um, so, you know, coronavirus obviously has affected a lot of things, and it ended up affecting the company that we were going to get power face coverings from. Uh, so that was unfortunate. But uh, maybe in the future, hopefully we won't need them uh, in the future because we'll be able to return to more of a normal state. But uh, as we know, so many things are still up uh, up in the air right now in terms of baseball and sports in general. Yeah, that's the big question. Uh, will baseball ever figure it out again? And, of course, we need baseball to figure it out so we can have baseball at all levels, not just uh, the major league level, but uh, the minor league level as well. Yeah, and that's what a lot of fans need to understand is that, you know, we would love to open our ballpark and play a season right now. Um, you know, we feel comfortable in our socially distant guidelines that we've set up, and, and we would love to, to do that. We can't. Um, it, it trickles down from Major League Baseball. Um, so Major League Baseball has to figure out their agreement first, and then Minor League Baseball can get to work on theirs. So it's, it's a bit of trickle-down economics when you think about it. And uh, that's kind of where we're stuck right now is we're waiting on Major League Baseball to figure out their agreement with the Major League Baseball Players Association. And once they do that, then we can make a determination on if there will be a minor league season. If so, how much of a minor league season will we have, et cetera, et cetera. So it's uh, it's a huge cat and mouse game, and we are on the receiving end of it right now, just kind of sitting here waiting uh, for more information. And then, of course, we still got to provide, uh, we still got to abide by the uh, local and national health regulations with the coronavirus. You know, kind of making a, a second coming at this point. How tough has it been? Appalachian Power Park, not just a place where I can go watch a baseball game. It's a multi-use facility. You host different events. You have conference rooms, gatherings, I mean, birthday parties, everything you can imagine you could possibly do at the ballpark. How tough has it been on West Virginia Power Baseball and the facility itself, or at least everything that goes along with it? Yeah, I mean, it's been really tough because we haven't been back in the office until last Monday. So from a standpoint of we literally haven't opened the stadium in almost three months, um, which is rare for us. You know, right now we'd be three days away from the all-star break this year. Um, and, and a year ago yesterday, we had the all-star game here. So is that kind of really set in stone the magnitude of what's been happening over the last couple of months. Uh, it's been very difficult on our staff because while we're working from home and now working back in the office, the, the most important thing we want to do, and the, or the most thing we want to do, is have baseball played here. But we want to do it safely, and so that's been, you know, the big driving force behind everything that we've chosen to do and to not do is the safety of the community of Charleston and and, and for our own safety as well. 
Joining us on the program, David Kahn from the West Virginia Power, part of Swan and Kahn. Uh, one thing that the Power uh, has not shied away from is uh, you have been community active no matter baseball or not. Uh, you've had several things that are happening and coming up with the West Virginia Power, if you want to outline some of them, because you haven't just been sitting at home uh, playing Xbox. I know that. No, absolutely not. I don't even own an Xbox, so I've been playing the Nintendo Switch. But Okay, I got you. That's <laughs> um, fine. A little, animal, <laughs> a little Animal Crossing, I get you. I understand. No, no. Uh, actually, uh, a lot of Mario Kart, and uh, I beat the new Pokemon game. So that was that was, that was was my two games that I, I played during the quarantine. Okay, I got you. Um, but anyways, yeah, anyways, power community, the more important stuff. Um, so we started off, one of the first things we did uh, during this pandemic was we hosted a restaurant takeout week where we reached out to restaurants that were still open during the early stages of COVID-19 and said, hey, what are you open for? What are you advertising? You know, what do you want people to know about your hours? What limited menu do you have? We'll promote it for you. So we promoted a new restaurant uh, every day for lunch and dinner. And we said, you know, hey, if you want takeout, we're not saying you have to go out and get it, but if you want takeout tonight, here's a place that's open. Um, So it was a great way to promote the essential employees that were still out there uh, doing work to provide for this community. And it was a great way to promote those organizations that were doing that as well. Um, We also worked with our partners at the United Way for a food drive uh, that was really successful. Uh, Our staff had a huge contribution to that. Um, And then we've been doing a lot of merchandise initiatives as well. Uh, A lot with uh, for Pride Month right now in the month of June, we've actually been donating 20% of the proceeds from uh, every purchase of our Pride merchandise uh, to Rainbow Pride of West Virginia, who's been a great partner with us for our Pride merch for at least the last couple of years and, and hopefully for many more. Um, so we've, we've been so excited to partner with them, especially during a time when we know uh, it's especially hard on, on smaller organizations. So uh, we're glad that we were able to, to work with them. Um, and they're, they're such a great driving force for the Pride community. And so we are, we're so, you know, we're really blessed to have a great partner with them to, to do something like this. Um, and now we're starting to open up the ballpark for smaller events. Like today, we had the picnic at the park. Uh, we're planning a, a variety of different events in the future, hoping to bring some kind of baseball. If it's professional baseball, great. If not, you know, we're looking at other opportunities. Uh, you know, we're, we're, we're trying, you know, anything under the sun, happy hours, movie nights. Uh, we're considering it all. And, and hopefully here in the next couple of weeks, we'll have a more defined schedule that uh, we can send out to everyone and say, hey, here's what's going on here for the next couple of months. You know, even if we don't have a baseball season this year, which which hopefully we do, uh, but even if we don't, we're still going to be open and we're still going to provide for the community and give them a place to gather and uh, enjoy themselves and take their mind off of some of the more uh, dark issues that are going through uh, our society right now. David Kahn joins me from the West Virginia Power. I want you to put like a temporary roof over the ballpark. We could do some outdoor skating. We could have power hockey. I mean, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I mean, I've proposed putting a bubble over any ballpark for a long time uh, because that way we never have a rainout. Um, but, you know, that's just me. Uh, there's not really any major or minor league ballparks that have a roof. Uh, that would be great if they did, but that costs a lot of money. Um, but, yeah, I've always been a, proposal, a proponent of uh, putting a bubble uh, over the stadium. That way you can leave it at the perfect temperature. You can still have wind. Uh, but there won't be any rain that comes into the ballpark and uh, possibly forces a rainout. You can play at, at any game, any weather, just like you do in Tampa Bay. They never have a rainout. Um, so, uh, you know, that's 
that's really uh, where I'm going with that. Uh, you know, you're a bigger hockey fan than I am, but I, I would never say no to playing hockey here if uh, it was easy to install an ice rink. Um, I would uh, I would need some professional uh, architects to come in and uh, tell me how to do that, but. Uh, I'm open to anything at this point because I really just miss sports and would love to have them back. Yeah, I, I miss sports as well. Thankfully, um, we've had such exciting things uh, like um, soccer. You're, yeah, uh, marble racing. Marble racing. I I am totally down with uh, with marble racing. I mean, yeah, I mean it's exciting. It's like the Kentucky Derby, but uh, in a minimalist approach. Is how I've seen it. Marble racing, if you watch it, was it jelly? How? Yeah, it's jelly's marble racing, right? The, yeah, the yeah, big yeah, one, yeah. Uh, the one that yep. John Oliver from uh, HBO was sponsoring the entire season of. Right. Yeah, it's it's crazy how fun and competitive it is. I mean, it's they take this seriously. This is, I mean, they the result. Why would you not? I mean, uh, they. I mean, this professional. I'm I'm sure they have judges there, officials making sure there's no. Uh, you know, there's nothing going on behind the scenes here. I mean, this I is... mean, look, you could, you could, uh, it's, it's like when you said the spitball, you could, uh, you could, uh, wipe down the, the marble real quick and make it be a little slicker. I, I think that's cheating. So you got to make sure that there's, uh, you got to make sure that there's, uh, no marbles that have been, uh, enlarged a little bit to, to get a better roll off start. I mean, there, there's a lot of little things you can do to mess with, with marbles. So I, there better be judges. I want all those marbles checked every time. They got to be the exact same size exact same consistency and the exact same dryness. I want to see it. I want to see the results. But what if one marble's been working out better than the other one, have better training regimen? I mean, if it's, if it's natural, then it's fine. But, uh, you know, if it's, uh, if, if it's, you, you gotta, you gotta test them too. I mean, you, you gotta, you gotta be, you gotta see those workout results. You gotta see the picture of the gym. Um, I want to see all the reps the marble's been doing. Like, I want proof that this is all natural because I don't know I don't know how a marble would work out, really. Um, you know, I guess you could do, like, rolls back and forth where it just, uh, you know, goes from one end of the wall to the other and you just kind of tip it back and forth. But I'm not really sure what other extent a marble could actually work out. But if anyone's going to find out, it's going to be David Kahn from the West Virginia Power. I'm already thinking of ways that this could work, and I'm gonna. Next time we talk, I'm gonna have a full report for you on on how a marble can work out. So okay. yes, that's 100 percent true. Uh, I'm down with that because I know okay. you. One, you don't have play by play, and so you're a play by play guy. You're going stir crazy. I know that about you. Yes, I've gone insane uh, six or seven times already during this quarantine. Um, it's it's uh, it's been rough. Uh, I do miss what I do for a living. Uh, I'm still trying to broadcast. Uh, in some capacity as much as possible by either doing these interviews or doing podcasts or whatever. Uh, but yeah, I really have uh, not called a game since March, uh, March 9th. And that is unfortunate. It really is. It, it, it really, I, you know, I'm trying to smile through right now and laugh about it, but it is, it is very, very weird to have not called 70 baseball games right now. And the other problem that you're going through is uh, you don't have survivor fantasy to to play yeah survivor ended in may and it was a great season um i did not win my fantasy league but i didn't lose i got uh i got second place okay um you, wait a minute so wait a minute if you know ricky bobby said once uh if you ain't first you're last right i think yeah, that's this how it went Nights. this is not talladega Nights. It's survivor and it's real um just kidding nascar is real um but um 
Be careful yeah. now. Be careful. I, I know. I, I'm not a NASCAR fan, but I know a lot of people are. NASCAR is very much a sport. Um, so, yeah, I, not having Survivor is unfortunate for me personally. I mean, there's a ton of podcasts I can listen to still, but, uh, yeah. Uh, hopefully Survivor 41 is back on in the fall. I'm hearing that Fiji is coronavirus clear. So uh, if that's the case, then they can possibly go out and film. And they might have to do a two-week quarantine beforehand, but uh, as long as everyone passes, I think they can go film. They're saying maybe in late July, early August, they're going to film and then do a, a late fall season. So how do you finish second and not lose? Explain that to me. Well, we only have three people in the league, so it's first, second, and third. Wow, that's <sighs> three, huh? Just three? Yeah, but it's it's me and two of my other best friends that are that are very into Survivor. So three. Uh, we yes, we've we've looked into adding more, but you have to have a certain level of fandom to do this. It's an exclusive league. Like if you can't just be a casual Survivor fan, you have to care more than most. So that's why there's only three people. We've looked at adding a few more. Some people have asked to join, and we've we've taken their applications under consideration. Uh, but there's a long review process that goes into it. I understand. As a commissioner of my own fantasy league, the uh, the Kendra right. Hockey League. I know league. you won your hockey league, so like you're happy, and that's great. Good for you. Um, I was just going to point out I empathize with you as a commissioner of a league. I wasn't going to make my victory lap. I'm actually not the commissioner. Uh, my, my friend Justin is the commissioner. Oh, okay, um, so there's I'm, someone I'm who's in charge, into it more than you. In, I got it. No, no, no. I'm in charge of the scoring settings, but my friend Justin is in charge of allowing people into the league. We, it, it, it's the division of labor. Okay, I got you. Yeah, I'm better at Excel than he is, so I, I, I add up all the points. <laughs> Basically, I just call myself a giant nerd, which is normal for me, so that's fine. It's okay. We we love you for it, so don't worry about it. It's um, That's right. That's right. Yeah, and yes, I did win my fantasy hockey league, by the way. I, uh, I know. Congratulations. I hope you got a fantastic trophy. Um, well, I'm working on that because I'll be the one paying for it if I, if I do get it. So. Um, oh, well, then uh, just you know, buy yourself some candy or something. That'll work. Okay. I'll work on that. That, that'll be, that'll be fantastic. Um, joining us on the program from the West Virginia power, uh, soon to be featured every week because, well, I I have a feeling I'm going to have to get him on, uh, just to keep his sanity. (laughs) David (laughs) Kahn joins us. (laughs) Hey, look, you know how hard it is to do a sports talk show on a daily basis when there's no sports in the world? Yes. I, I mean, no, I don't, but I can empathize with you that it is very tough. I, I have a lot of friends that are, like you, sports talk show hosts, and they have a terrible time trying to get content together, and I feel for them. And, and it also is just aggravating when the only content you have to talk about is the fact that Major League Baseball and Major League Baseball PA cannot get their stuff together. Right. So we might go to uh, weekly Marvel updates with you. That's fine. We can talk whatever. I mean, we've literally reached the the point of uh, no holds barred and no boundaries at this point in uh, season three of Swan and Con. So uh, you ask me whatever you uh, allow it to come into your brain, and I will provide a equally witty yet weird answer. Fair enough. Fair enough. He's um he's David Con from the West Virginia Power. This um this will resume as uh again it's um. What day is this now of our uh, our long national nightmare? Oh, who knows? I've stopped counting. We're like over 120 or something. Something like it's, that. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's been, what, three months? Yeah. Uh, as of three days ago, so that's 90 days, I guess. 
I love the people who are still with us. Those people are are, are, are rock stars. I love those. <laughs> Anyone who's still listening right now, come to the ballpark instead of listening to the rest of this interview. We're open for thirty more minutes and come get some merch. That's all I have to say. There you go, David Kahn, West Virginia Power, um, my friend, um, one of the one of the best uh, friendships I've ever uh, formed based off this show. Thank you, sir. Oh, oh, thank you, Paul. I miss you too. I appreciate it. Thank you. We'll talk to you soon. All right. See you. Edit. That is it. That is David Kahn, West Virginia Power. I've got more on the way, believe it or not. I do. I have more on the way when we continue on today's edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Buckle up. Paul Swan has the wheel on The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We are presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. This is The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Uh, We have an unannounced guest today. This is a guest that has not been promoted or advertised. And I want to welcome to the program by saying happy birthday, Luke Creasy. How are you, sir? You doing okay? Yep. Happy birthday. Thank you. I Um, appreciate it. So the the Herald Dispatch is selling their building uh, and uh, to pay for the birthday cake here. Is that the deal? I, I... I think that was that was in yeah. I think that was in the release somewhere. So how's it feel? You're 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 what twenty six now? Yep, yep. That's it. Twenty six. How's it feel? I mean, you're getting close to thirty now. How's um how's that how's that working? Well, I get to start paying for my own health insurance, so that's fun. That makes you an adult. You pay for your own health insurance. Yep. Uh, yeah. You you're paying for a yep. house yet, right? Not yet. Okay. Probably will be soon. Okay, but. so that'll that'll also qualify you as an adult. Yep. I'm gonna I'm gonna buy the the Hell Dispatch building and just live in it. So, because no. I, I love I love living and working without air conditioning. So I was thinking about buying it, maybe making it like in a, to a penny arcade. Hey, there you go. <laughs> That'd be all right. Yeah, I was. Um, it's a, it's a, we're not on the air, are we? Yeah, we're on the air. It's 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 this is on the air. Ah, there you go. Yeah, so I, no, I'm serious. I'm thinking about buying it and um, you know turning it into like a, a yeah, my like my retirement plan. Hey, there you go. Yeah, that building's historic. It could work. Yeah, I could make something out of that. Hey, you know, it, it, it's it's in a good location. It is in a good location. Oh, it's a great location. It's a fantastic location. If um, if someone want to buy that and then um, you know, turn it into something else, uh, that would be fantastic. It's a fantastic location. My question to you is, uh, where are you moving to? Can can you reveal that? Um, I don't. Uh, you know, we don't. Or well, we haven't been told yet. Okay. But uh, the the plan um, for management is uh, told to us that we're still trying to stay in Huntington. So. I'm sure, you know, in, in the coming weeks, something else will be announced. But uh, for now, we're still working out of the building. Some of us are still working from home. So we uh, we are still putting out a paper, which is good. It's important. Birthday boy and former show producer Luke Creasy joins us on the program now. A reporter for the Herald-Dispatch. Um, you're like, what, number three, four on the sports team list? Uh, for the Herald, of course, you know you're like number one in the in the Wayne County sector. I well by default because I am the only one. <laughs> hey, take the victory! Take the victory! <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take the the W's where I can get them. Yeah, take the victory and and, and go with it. But uh, how many people have asked you today that 
Uh, hey, are also the Herald Dispatch is selling, huh? And not knowing it's just the building. Well, uh, I've had several. Um, the the realtor actually posted something about it earlier this week, and so the word kind of got out that way. But uh, they put a big for sale sign outside of the building this morning, which nobody knew was going up. And, that, of course, that sparked some questions. And then so we were kind of told from that point uh, what was going on, officially what was going on. But, uh, it, you know, I mean, it makes sense. There used to be hundreds of employees in that building when you had a printing press running out of it, had a full mail room. You know, now it's it, the, I think, five or six floors in that building. And we're only using two of them, so. One floor for everyone else, and then one floor for Chuck Landon, right? Was that the, the layout? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think Chuck might have some negotiating to do if he if he wants his own floor in the new space, wherever that is. I mean, I thought, I thought that's how it worked out. It's like one floor for the newsroom, and then Chuck Landon, it was, it was the top floor, right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, on top of the world, on top of everything. That's my guy. I don't know if you knew that. That's my guy, by the way. I mean, Grant's my guy, too, but I just want to point that. You know, Chuck Chuck gets his own special floor. What I appreciate, I appreciate a lot about Chuck, but he always has had a good sense of fashion, which, Paul, you of all people know that I appreciate. Oh, you do. So, I know, I do. I know. You- oh, yeah. I mean, trust me, one of the best-dressed interns ever on this program. <laughs> Bar none. Bar none. I, I mean, how many interns have you had? Am, am I winning a competition of two or? Uh, no, no, it's it's a greater competition than two. I mean, because um, we have our current intern, Spencer Dupuy. Um, we have had um, previous interns from the Marshall Athletic Department. You know, we've had Jansen Williams as an intern. Um, there you go. We had C.J. Burks one time as an intern briefly. We had John Elmore. And you know, those guys are competing for like a million dollars now in the basketball tournament. So they've moved on, done some nice things. Well, I am not competing for millions of dollars. But no, I do appreciate the compliment. You know, you wrote on my Facebook wall, the birthday goes. So, you are the birthday goat. Yeah. You are the goat. Um, you are by, the intern goat. Yeah, you are you are the standard by which I judge everyone uh, moving forward on this program. Hey, that means that means I did something good. You did something good. No, seriously. Uh, I, all joking aside, um, one of the best experiences of my life was working with you, and uh, I'm truly blessed for it. So that's why I wanted to at least have you on the program say happy because anybody can say happy birthday to you on Facebook. I no, I wanted to do something a little bit more. But there's only one person who can get me on the drive, and that is the Paul Swan. That's so me. I appreciate that. I appreciate. It. Yeah, no, thank you for coming on. I do appreciate it. I mean, what what's the birthday plans? What do you do in a pandemic for your birthday? Because mine's coming up soon, um, so I don't know what to do here. Well. Well, I've never had a birthday in a pandemic before, but uh, enjoying some dinner with family this evening um, and just uh, kind of hanging around here tomorrow. You know, not not, not too much. Don't want to risk traveling out of state um, right now, especially with all, <clears throat> all the hotspots that have been popping up, you know, not going to the beach, not going to Dirty Myrtle, anything like that. Uh, so uh, pretty low-key weekend, but... Yeah, make it out, ride the bike some, get out on the water, the weather permits, and uh, we'll we'll just enjoy an evening around here. What's the weather change because of COVID nineteen? Still on track? 
No, no wedding plans going on as normal uh, for right now. You know, they're they're having their own restrictions right now. Our our, our venue and things are, but uh, as those you know, as restrictions start to lighten up, uh, we should be all right. But I would not advise planning a wedding in a pandemic that crosses state lines. So we're doing the ceremony here in West Virginia, and then our reception is at a venue in Ohio. So having to keep track of two different uh, state regulations and things like that, it's it's fun. It it presents another challenge, and I'm always up for one of those. So. Lucrece is with me, of course. Uh, you know him from his work in the Herald Dispatch, of course. You also know him from this program, probably more for his Herald Dispatch work these days and uh, Wayne County News and everything else. So how tough has it been for you? I know if um, if you're a guy like Grant Trailer, you relish a challenge to go out and you find a story. If you're a Tim mm-hmm. Stevens, you're a Chuck Landon, I know these guys welcome the challenge because they get to flex some of their muscle um, how does that work for you? Uh, those guys have been around the block a lot longer than, than you, obviously. So what's the yeah. challenge been for you? Well, you know, I, I guess, um, you know, th- those guys are full-time sports. And, and while I would love to be full-time sports at this point, I'm still kind of a uh, sports news hybrid. So, therefore, uh, a couple of months at least, uh, you know, I was primarily um, primarily a sports or shoot, uh, primarily a news guy. Uh, which which was a different hat to wear, you know. Obviously, with uh, games being uh, postponed and no high school softball, baseball, anything like that, I was uh, I was forced on the news side. But um, you know, I, last week um, I got out to Wayne High School and they they opened practice for or not a pra- not an official practice. It's a conditioning workout. Um, for phase one of the WVSSAC's comeback plan. And, uh, man, it felt nice to get out and, and actually do something and, and talk to people in person. Um, and so, you know, I, I think we'll, we'll slowly start to get back to that. Phase two starting up for high school teams this week, or beginning of next week. And uh, sooner or later, I think we'll be back to some sense of normalcy with that. But uh, it's for, you know, for probably six weeks I didn't leave – the house for any assignment everything was handled over the phone and so you know when you're not out there looking at things talking to people um you know running into people in the community it it does prevent or present a set of challenges uh but uh you know i can't think of a better way to get thrown into the industry in my first couple years to having to work through a pandemic so election night in a pandemic is also fun oh i can Uh, imagine that yeah yeah, yeah. That, well, luckily we got a little more time to, to prepare since the primary was pushed back. But uh, the, the the amount of work that went into election night coverage in itself was was uh, very much a learning experience, and that's the second time I've done it. So completely different than the first time, and I'm sure things will be different moving forward. But uh, we'll get there, and we'll we'll trudge through it. Look, it's Chris- nice to have guys like. Nice to have guys like Grant and Tim and and Chuck to to kind of lean on and and figure everything out too. Since you know they've been around the block, uh, been here for a few years, um, some more, but uh, it's nice to have them around too. Luke Creasy joining us from the Herald Dispatch. So is Tim still um, cracking dad jokes in the uh, Slack channel? Every day, okay. every day. That's what I'm um, sure. I, you know that was one of the things that, that I think kept us sane. 
uh, you know, once Tim got on there, it was it was every morning. It was a dad joke. And, and he usually keeps it relevant, too, which is impressive. So, What kind of material does the columnist come up with, or does he save it? I haven't seen Chuck on the Slack channel. Okay. Well, he... Well, he probably not. I mean, he's too busy on his own floor, the Herald Dispatch. So, yeah, yeah. So you, you don't have to socially distance if you're already on your own floor. Exactly. Right. Right. I mean, he's just um, he's got his own. I mean, that's probably gonna. You're right. It's gonna be in the in the contract. Whatever new building, there's gonna be a, a nice wing just for Chuck, in the building. So since Tim Stevens has has done these dad jokes, I have also picked up. Dad-ish sense of humor. Now, I'll give you one now, Paul. Okay. You're up for it. I'm, I'm game. Right? So, you know, my my we're coming up on Father's Day, so I'll make it relevant to Father's Day. My dad worked at a hospital. They had a, played a big game of hide-and-seek. He found the worst place to hide. Where was it? I don't know, Luke. Where was it? It was in the ICU. Ooh. Never play a game of hide-and-seek in the ICU. Ooh. Dead giveaway. Ouch. Uh, Tim, <laughs> Tim Stevens. The, um, always the dad joke. Uh, he, he, should, yep. he should publish his own book of dad jokes. He, he did actually come up with a headline for the Herald-Dispatch yesterday when the West Virginia State Fair was canceled. He simply said, no fair! Exclamation point. You know, nobody likes when things are canceled. Not fair that we're having to go through a pandemic. Luke Creasy on this Friday edition on his birthday, no less. Um, yep. Have a have a fantastic birthday. Uh, we'll get you back on when there's uh, some new content coming from uh, Wayne County or the sports world in general. And um, of course, um, for everyone who listens to this program, Luke still behind the scenes sometimes produces this show for free for some reason too. That's the thing. <laughs> I like the company. I like hanging around. Well, you can come in anytime. Um, you know what? I know, yeah. I mean, you brought me hand sanitizer one time too, so you can come in anytime you want. I did. Yeah, you did. did. I still have it. I appreciate it. Well, there you go. There you go. I'm glad you haven't run out yet. Uh, no, no, I'm I'm in good shape. Trust me. At, at the time, it was uh, I didn't have anything. Luke took care of me. Um, <laughs> and if you know, you like I said, you you um you 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 have a large shadow that is um, trying to be overcome every day by uh, those who are following in your footsteps. So. Um, I'm just telling you, the, the, there's a there's a bar set and it has Luke Creasy's name on it. Hey, some some people are capable of living up to it. We're gonna find out. We're gonna find out. We I, will. I, yeah, I have a I have an evaluation coming up here in a few weeks. We're gonna find out. <laughs> uh, let me know how that goes. Yeah, I will. You know, you know what I might conference you in. <laughs> Sounds good. Luke Creasy, my guest. Thanks, sir. Talk to you soon. Happy birthday. Talk to you soon. Thanks, Paul. Never miss a moment of The Drive with Paul Swan. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. We're wrapping up today's edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. It's our Friday edition. We take things a little um, less serious. We try to bring a little bit more uh, brevity and a little bit more happiness into the world today with you. Thanks for tuning in. Um, some other things that have been happening, um, Conference USA, uh, they issued a, a statement. They're pledging, the league is pledging to conduct a process to review championships hosting policies in order to provide environments that will protect 
athletes. And now uh, the general gist of this is Conference USA in their statement um, trying to um, – the quote is providing non-discriminatory, welcoming, and respectful championship experiences for all of our student-athletes is paramount. This is according to the release. Conference USA Board of Directors pledges to conduct a process to review championships hosting policies in order to ensure that uh, they're providing environments that align with the conference's continued mission to support and protect student-athletes. Now, honestly, I would hope that the league was doing this before, and I don't know if the statement is to reaffirm or to make note that this is what the league believes, but I would hope that the league was doing this before. And so they released this statement to um, to review championships. And yeah, unless something really comes out, I can't think of anything, at least in connection with Conference USA schools and communities, that would stick out, that would be an issue. But the league, of course, making note of this, putting the statement out, uh, maybe putting members on notice or at least here are the rules by which we expect everyone to operate under or this is the standard on which we expect you to follow. And if you didn't know, you know now one of those statements. But I'm still the mindset that I would think that the conference was already doing this. And if the conference was not, that's that's the big question. And I don't think there's nothing that I can come up with that would make me think that the conference was it because – Let's be quite honest. The majority of student athletes, depending on the sport, um, are going to be a diverse group. Football is going to be a diverse group. Other sports are going to be diverse groups of student athletes. I would hope you would treat all athletes equal because, after all, without the student athletes, we don't have college athletics. I mean, that's the big takeaway for me. All of this is without the student athlete, without these young men and women, we don't have this. Now, I could probably go on in my life and my career if I didn't have sports as a component. For me, this is part of my day. This isn't, I'm not only sports oriented, sports focused. But let me tell you right now, this show is more fun when I have those kids and we're talking about what's happening at Marshall and we're talking about that. Um, I'm benefiting from their presence as uh, as much as anything, so um, definitely want to make sure that they're taken good care of. Uh, that's just 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 me. That's my um, that's my take on the day. Uh, have a wonderful weekend, everyone. Back on Monday, I'm gonna I'm gonna call my shot now. Ari Agnes better be on the show next week. She's on vacation this week. I want her on next week. Um, you got it. Thank you for Spencer Dupuis. I'm Paul Swan. Thanks for tuning in. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington, your flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.